Hey, it's Michelle Rebogel, the Realtor Lady. I want to welcome you to my podcast. It is about all things real estate, home inspection, staging, trust, wills, market updates, things that are just going on the market currently. Sometimes we talk about lending. I have a lender that comes on occasionally. So if you have any interest in that, this podcast is for you. I also sprinkle in some stuff about Santa Cruz, so that's kind of fun. So tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with the Realtor Lady. Hi, it's Michelle, and you are back with the Realtor Lady. And today I'm super excited. I managed to talk Gabrielle Coppell, a colleague of mine, into coming on the podcast. Gabrielle has a lot of knowledge of ocean front properties and beach properties, and it's it's a totally different aspect in our market of how you look at a property and what you can do with it versus a regular residential property, which is more what I specialize in. So I'm looking forward to hearing all of everything she knows. Gabrielle, welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. So um, I have lived over here at the beach for over 40 years. Wow. Uh, originally from Los Altos and always wanted to come to the beach starting in high school. So this is where I am. And um, I specialize in ocean view and oceanfront properties. I love the beach. I live by the beach. And, um, you know, people wanting to come over um, basically uh, can have a lot of questions on whether they can, you know, rent their home and, you know, that type of thing, which is what we're going to be talking about today. What town do you live in or what area? I, I raised my kids at Pleasure Point, uh, super involved with the surfing community. And now I live in Rio Del Mar. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So you were explaining to me kind of how you work and you work with people. So the, the first question that people have when you meet them is, we want to buy a beach house or buy a second home and we want to rent it out and we want to use it. What do you tell them? Well, that is a loaded question. When I first started real estate, which has been about 20 years ago, you could buy whatever you wanted, wherever, have people come and go, rent, rent, rent. And as time has gone on, it's just gotten more and more restrictive. Um, to the point now where when somebody comes to an open house and says, oh, we, you know, they're all excited. We want to do a VRBO or we want to do an Airbnb, which is basically just two different companies. Um, oh, right. I tell them, here's what you got to do. And from there, they often do not continue on, on that journey because it's very restrictive. And there's a lot of things that need to be in place and a lot of things that need to be done. Uh, being restrictive is the, the biggest obstacle. Um, and uh, the last one that I sold would have been in Pajaro Dunes because there's not any restrictions. But um, I'll then from there let them know, you know, these are the communities or these are the neighborhoods or complexes that you can even vacation rental in, starting with Pajaro Dunes, which is pretty far south. 
it's technically Watsonville. So right there, I lose people there. And then there's Seascape Resort, which is kind of like a hotel. So can lose people there too. So you mentioned Airbnb and VRBO, and then there's just kind of a a basic rental. How do you go over the different rentals with them? What do you say for each one? Basically, let's say they they do get a uh, vacation rental permit at Pleasure Point, okay? They put their name on a list and they get it, let's say after a year or two, whatever. From there, it's up to them first to go to the county and apply for the permit. Um, We're going to assume they've already been on a list. There's 41 people in the whole county right now on a list uh, to get called. And you will get called at some point. Um, I do know of a client that waited a year and a half and did get called on in the Seacliff neighborhood. So let's say that person gets called. The first thing they're going to do is um, call the city of Santa Cruz in the planning department. There's a vacation rental person that does nothing but that. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. I didn't know that. Yes. And let's say the guy's name is Sean. I've been through a few people over the years, but let's say his name is Sean. You're going to call that person right away. And then they're going to give you paperwork. And then you're going to pay for the permit. Um, And from there, you can go on to Airbnb or you can go on to VRBO. Or you, you don't even have to go on to either of those sites. You can call like Surf City Rentals and have them do all the advertising. So Airbnb and VRBO are just sites that people put their properties on to advertise. But they would also be maybe portrayed maybe as a, a shorter term rental than 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 another type of rental. Like when you say Airbnb, yeah. you're kind of indicating maybe by the day or by the week versus exactly. just a, a That's beach rental. The whole magic sentence, which is that... Um, 29 days or less. Ah, 29 days or less. Yeah, that's the whole magic sentence. Airbnb and VRBO, you could find those for 30 or 60 days. But as far as a short-term rental, it's 29 days or less. Got it. And that's what they have completely over the years uh, put restrictions on because you take, you know, five people, um, that are doing this, let's say at Pleasure Point in a very small neighborhood where there's small lots and it's very close to the other home and people are coming and maybe making noise and having a party and whatnot. And that's how over the years it just got taken away. Right. Right. Well, a supervisor moved into one of those neighborhoods yes. in Live Oak. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of complaints over the years. And it, you know, and, it, and it, it's understandable. I mean, if you live in a nice house and on either side of you, there's people coming and going. It, it can be a lot. Well, and to be fair, Airbnb really blew it open. Like so many companies yep. do, they kind of come in so wild and so crazy yep. until they get sued or till there's pushback and then they go back and then they have a more, you know, curtailed, but then, but then, you know, it's too late. the genie's <laughs> out of the bottle. Exactly. Right. Right. Yep. Um, so. What areas would allow? So we'll just stay on the Airbnb or the twenty nine right. days or less. What right. areas do you know? Like oh, I could just pick one up and just start doing this. 
Right. Easily. Okay. So the areas that you can do this are Pajaro Dunes, uh, which is, you know, a little further south. You know, every, every unit's just right on the sand, pretty much right on the beach. So it's a whole vacation atmosphere uh, type of place. Really nice community. And it's built for that. It's built, built for that. that. Yeah, it's absolutely built for that. People are there, you know, kids are running around and, but yet it's, you know, can be very quiet as well. And they have their own rental company on site there uh, that you can use. So they make it pretty easy. Okay. okay. So that's Baharo Dunes. Then there's um, coming up towards Santa Cruz. The next one would be Canon del Sol which is off of San Andreas past Manresa. It's uh, a bunch of townhomes next to um, a state park, Manresa State Park. You can uh, rent in there, but the caveat is that you have to have permission from the neighbors on each side of you that you share a wall. And right there, you're going to lose a lot of, of people. <laughs> Because they're going to wow. say, wow. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I saw one being advertised and it said you didn't have to wait for the permit. So you don't really have to wait for the permit, but you have to wait or you have to hope your neighbors are in with you. Right. On so, that. so if you see advertisements, which you hardly ever see because it's such a touchy subject and complicated, I tell my clients, you know, unless it's Baharo Dunes, or um, the other foreshore place is Seascape Resort. And the other mm-hmm. foreshore place is Capitola down in the bottom, down in the village. There's a circle there. And you can go, you right. can call Capitola. You can get the map. You cannot be told no in their zone there. But if you see other ads where they're like, oh, you know, it's, you really got to uh, call immediately the county and get you know the the true information because it's again like i said it's not that easy um and those are the areas that allow it so um capitola or even i mean when somebody buys a property and they want to do a short-term rental do you do you know what the enforcement is like are people are they getting in trouble for this? Cause my, I know oh, yeah. my neighbor was doing it for a while. Oh, Are they okay? Oh, What's yeah. your experience with that? Um, if you go on to the city of Capitola and you pull up uh, the vacation rental rules and regulations, there's a whole page on, if you know of somebody who's, you know, non-compliant, you can call this number. We will take it. We do need your name, but we will not share your name. And yeah. And almost all of the, uh, Complaints are going to be from the neighbor, from a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's very easy for a neighbor to track um, people coming and going every two, three days. All they have to do is call the city of Capitola or the city of Santa Cruz and say, is this person registered? And then that's it. So the people who are getting away with it must be renting it to people who have not caused a problem in the neighborhood, for instance, right. like my neighbor. They would they would be not causing problems or, um, yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I just don't recommend that for recommend it obviously for anybody. There's a few other areas, um, down on, okay. So Pajaro Dunes, Seascape Resort, 
They also have their own management company. Canon del Sol does allow it, but you have to get permission from the people on either side. Or, you know, if you have only share one wall, then one person. Sandpiper, which is at the bottom of Clubhouse on Via Tornasol, they allow them. Again, you have to get the permission from the neighbors you might share a wall with. Beach Drive, you know, the place that flooded the house, you know, Mm -hmm. all along Beach Drive, you can totally get a permit. Oh, interesting. No, I didn't even know that. Yep. Beach Drive. All just, you can just get one. And then there's a couple other um, on Ocean View Drive. As you go past Manresa and you Mm -hmm. see Ocean View Drive, there's a um, row of townhomes that are right on the sand. And you can do it in there as well. So that's kind of it. I sold one in there where they were doing it. Um, The most successful ones I was talking to, um, gosh, I can't remember the the name of the management company, but whoever I was talking to, they said the best way to do that is to get a management company down there though. Get it cleaned, have it taken care of, and they can help you monitor activity so you don't make the other neighbors mad. And yes, I think that's because they pretty much like, Every other one has a vacation rental placard on it. Yes, you. They throughout the years, they have required more and more things. And one of them is that you have to have visibly by the front door a phone number to call hmm. if there's a problem. You know, I like that. Uh-huh. The, but we were just talking about Westcliff Drive. And what I don't like about that is that people can drive by and know that that house may or may or may not be vacant. Right. And making it kind of an attractive nuisance. Yeah, so th- exactly. I think that's kind of a two sided coin, you know? Yeah. I'm always yeah. a little bit yeah. eh about that. No, I guess I that's why I'm not really interested in beach rentals. That seems like a. Well, Westcliff kind of is a very busy street with the whole yeah. world going by the whole the world. whole world's going out in front of your house there so it's <laughs> it's you know some people uh are attracted to that others are others are not but basically in all of Santa Cruz County you can apply I mean you could go up to Felton you could go to Boulder Creek you could go up in the Soquel Hills and all you have to do is call and see if there's a saturation uh, percentage. So down by the beach, it's all saturated. There's a, a high percentage, but you know, you can apply for one in like, just like a regular neighborhood and, right. And see if you, you can get it. But like I said, in the beginning, it's gotten pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. Throughout the years in the old days, it was just like, you know, wild, wild west, just sure. We're going to run our house out and make money. A lot of people think they're going to make a lot of money. It's a lot of work if you do it yeah. on your own. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, you got to clean, you got to get the yeah. clean deposit. They have to clean it. it I mean, it's, I know some people that do it and they manage it themselves. It's like a full-time job. I know. Not my cup of tea. I used to be a hotel maid when I was a teenager. And there you I, go. <laughs> I've, I've done my time. <laughs> I worked at the Sandpiper down on Ocean Street when it was oh my god, kind of a real so funny. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so those are government restrictions. Um, 
what was I going to ask you? I know I was going to add, oh, you and I are both, you know, professionals that kind of go by the book. So I want to make sure I clarify in this podcast that we are definitely both recommending that you stay within the government guidelines and don't go outside of them. Yeah. There's another thing that would come up. Don't you have to pay a use tax or a hotel tax? That's a great question. Um, There is a, a TOT tax, which is a transient occupancy tax. Occupancy so let's tax. say you, you're renting down in Capitol Village. Mm-hmm. Um, you go and you get your permit. You have to also have a business license. And, and the other part, is part of the county, you do not. Um, but the business license, you do have to have in Capitola. And then you have to, every month, fill out a ledger to send to the city of like, you know, this week we made this much, this week, this week. And if even if it's vacant, you still have to send that ledger in and it's a 12% tax. So what is the tax on if you don't rent it that month? Nothing. No. But you still have to send in that you didn't rent it. So they want an ongoing ledger. To It's a business and they track your business. Yeah. Well... I guess. And they want their, their, their share of that, you know, (laughs) because maybe they feel that they're being nice, that they're letting you rent in their village. So you have to give us 12%. Um, Do you know, uh do you know of anybody who's been caught? You know, throughout the years, um, I have not, not, not any of my clients, of course. I have heard (laughs) of people turning people in. I don't know what the fee is, um, but I know that if you did it, got a fee over and over, they they would just, you know, make sure that you don't get to do that. It's not like, oh, we'll, we'll just try to, in the beginning, people did that. Like, oh, they'll never know. And then let's say maybe even, you know, seven, eight years ago, people would do that. And now there's just no way. There's just no way. Yeah, I... I- she sold the property, but I, I knew somebody who did it for a long time and she saved the TOT tax. And then it was 11%. Okay. T- did you say it was 12? Now? Yes. For it was 11. It might be 11 in the city of Santa Cruz. Yeah. Well, it should go up uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere I go, it's higher than it is here, but, um, she saved that. And I can't remember what she said, but she kept a bit for like the fine, like she was yeah. ready. She, didn't, <laughs> she ended up selling the property. She never got caught. Um, yeah. It's possible. It's possible to fly under the radar, but you know, when people come to me and they specifically want to know, you know, what do we have to do? This is what I tell them. These are the areas that they can do it. Um, And again, uh, you know, they can apply for the, the permit and be on a waiting list. So in per, pa, I was going to say Pajaro, Pajaro, <laughs> uh, Pajaro Dunes and Seascape, you can use their management companies. Yes. Do they, do they make you rent it so much of the year? Like how much can you use it? That is a very good question. Pajaro uh, Dunes, you can do whatever do. you want, but technically okay. And you can live in there full time if you want in your place at Pajaro Dunes, okay? Or for You're six right. months straight or whatever. In Seascape Resort, 
you're technically not supposed to live there more than it's either 45 or 90 days for the whole year. Have you ever heard that? I heard it from Steve Bird. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I, and then the people who kind of specialize in, in Seascape Resort, they'll tell you, oh, but it's okay if you do live there full time, they won't say anything. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to have my clients spend a million or a million and a half and, and hope that it's okay. They stay there more than the 90 days. I do know some people who have lived there full time and they said it wasn't a problem, but technically that's it. Yeah. Um, but that, but the good change at Seascape, I understand is now they will allow you to rent it yourself or before, didn't you have to go through their rental company? Yeah. They really prefer that you use their rental company, but now there's ways for you to, uh, use another rental company. Right. Right. Do do they clean it for you and then bill you? Yeah. With, if you use Baharo, uh, Dunes' company, and Seascape, yeah, they just do everything and they take a very large percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard, yeah, I heard Seascape's pretty tight, but I don't, I don't know what the numbers yeah, are. And so Seascape maybe they're... Resort is truly like a hotel. Um, it's like three levels. There's a restaurant down below. You right. know, it's, it's, and some people really like that. Their HOA fees are very high. So is Baharo Dunes because they're both, um, you know, right on the ocean. So there's a lot of upkeep. And um, especially with the storms that th- last year, I know this year rather, Baharo, I think definitely had some stuff come up. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So years ago, I worked for a real estate agent. Gosh, I want to say, oh, before I started, so 20, 21 years ago, okay. I worked for an agent. Mm-hmm who owned property over on 8th or 9th Avenue at the, you know harbor area and she rented out her property for 30 days at a time through the summer she rented it 9 months out of the year for students and then 3 months a month at a time for families that yeah and i thought that was the smartest thing so when i got into the business how i stayed away from all the regulation was i said we'll do this because if it's not under 29 days, you know, if it's a 30 day rental and then the families that came in with her, they rented it every year. So if the, the year that they were leaving, when they left, if they gave her a $500 deposit for the next year, she would give them like $500 off. Oh, that's nice. So she would have it vacant, maybe four weeks total, you know, week here and there to do stuff, but four weeks out of the year vacant. And she had it for friends and family and she could just fly under the radar that way. Well, it's not under the radar. I mean, it's really legal yeah, and not have to deal with anything. And I, so I was still talking about this when this regulation came in, I said, this is a really good model. If you look at it, you yeah, have, you know, that is a good model. students. Mm-hmm. So, but then she I, wasn't able to stay in it herself. She lived around the corner in a much nicer house. This was a beach shack. It was. Oh, okay. Uh, so she was, I mean, doing it for completely as an investment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she, uh, one year though, gave a month of it to her friends. And I think she called them family 
So she was able to do the second home thing. I can't remember how she did that for a little while. She had a couple of, she's super smart. This gal, she figured yeah. out a lot of shit. You know what? I don't really, I'd rather work hard just selling real estate. I don't need to sell real estate and try to figure out how to get around taxes. And, exactly. And some, some government, people, <laughs> they, they, that's what they do. The other uh, good point you just brought up is that there are people, there are a lot of people who will rent for the 30 days or more. A lot of traveling nurses, uh, oh, right. traveling, uh, traveling nurses. faculty, like from UCSC. So it, it's not that hard to, to do that as well. I wonder, yeah. And how, I guess if you have a cleaning service and a, and a, a routine kind of yes. built in, I do have a family member that cleans rentals and I think their rental periods are all over the place too. Days, yeah, weeks, right, night. Right. Yeah. Finding a good person. So when you, so when you, you're at your open house and somebody comes in and you just kind of try to check their temperature of what kind of how much they're willing to be all in or partially in of how right, deep they want right. to get into this business. Yeah. The conversation, you know, is, you know, I think the conversation is we'd like to have a beach rental. A lot of the times when I explain that it's not as easy as it used to be, then they'll say, well, you know, we still want to get a house. They were hoping maybe they could make some money on the side. And, you know, yeah. some people will, I think a lot of people kind of already know all some of these things as well from going online and getting some information from both of the websites. Right. So not completely it's shocked. <laughs> They're not. Once in a while, I'll get somebody like, really? But the, a lot of people, I think they've kind of done their own research prior. And they just want to, they just want to bounce it off. Correct. Professional just yes. to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So kind of, uh, I think we covered quite a bit, but so it really does matter which agent that you work with in terms of how they know the rules. Have you heard any stories of anybody who's bought stuff that was disappointed? A neighbor came into you at a open house and said, mm -hmm. yeah, this is. No, not too much. I think that anybody who's, you know, wanting to go down the vacation or rental route hopefully has an agent that you know can say you got to call the county you know we are here to give information which is technically secondhand information but it must always be verified you know absolutely by the uh the proper people so i tell them you know you want to look further than you you know i have a client that just wanted to get up permit up in Soquel, they bought a house um, on a creek that it could be a wonderful place for people to come. Uh, two flat acres and the river's just like, ah, I could hear the river and everything. And, um, you know, I said, you know, you've got to, you, you, not me, have to call the county and get that info for yourself. And, and he did. And I think oh. they're going to take steps to do that because there's two houses on the property and it will be super fun. Um, and whether they do that for sure, I don't know. But, you know, what we're sharing here is always got to be backed up straight from calling the people at the county. Yeah, it's kind of how I like to. I mean, I've been in properties just this year where they're like, yeah, they were Airbnb. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you do hear about it. Oh yeah, for sure. There's well, I think it's people that just think they can do that and hey, good luck. <laughs> I think I've presented myself, I've marketed myself enough in a way where I, I'm not getting those calls as much. I think I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, they look at my stuff and they're like, oh, she's going to make me follow the rules. I got to yeah. go find someone else. Well, know? that's a good thing. You know, I mean, there's a lot of obviously legalities in, in real estate and, uh, you know, that goes along with honesty and integrity. And yeah, that's the same way I am. <laughs> right. So there's a couple people they're going to, I mean, that can always, of course, talk to a real estate attorney and then they're going to want to talk to their CPA or financial person to see how this pencils out how they could yes I mean I don't I don't know how you could make Pajaro Dune seascape look like a second home if it's being rented out a lot yeah and that's definitely get, something they need to talk to their uh financial people. I mean because if it's like basically a rental property and it's being you know and you're yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. I'll stay out yeah. of that one, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there'll be a big disclaimer in here. Go talk to your financial person. Yeah, exactly. Talk to your people. Talk to your people. Have we your are people guides. talk to my people. <laughs> We're just guides. Ooh, we like that. We are real guides. estate guides. <laughs> we are we are real estate guides. Well, I want to thank you so much. I loved this conversation because. I, I can firm up what I knew. Um, right. I, you know, I know nothing about Pajaro Dunes. I've been out there a few times and I'm so disinterested in being in that part of this business that I've stayed completely away from it. So right, if somebody right. calls me, I'm going to send them right to you. I'll mm-hmm. let you go out there and um, let them, them find out about that. Boy, Ocean View Drive, I wonder if that's ever, those are even going to come on the market ever again, that... Well, they, they do yeah, come on and, um, you know, they're, uh, they're right on the, I mean, the, it's almost, I love being at the ocean, but it's, it's almost too much. It's just like, everything's just, ah, you know, like right there. It's a lot, especially if there's the type of winter that we had, it could get pretty crazy. But they're so beefy. Those caissons, that's probably one of the best complexes built along the ocean. Yeah. In my mm-hmm. view, mm-hmm. I just feel, I listed one there and I, over the winter five years ago six years ago oh. i felt i felt safe there yes i really yeah. did i loved it yeah because it goes for up each property some height there mm-hmm. awesome well thank you again sure and Thanks. i will probably still gonna invite you to come back on again maybe when i can get your face in the picture so, when i can get the computer with the camera <laughs> yeah yeah but this is all good stuff i yeah. get a lot of questions about this so i really appreciate it and um thank you for coming on thank you it's been super fun hey it's the realtor lady michelle Replogle. is there a subject you would like me to explore in real estate or maybe about santa cruz feel free to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you'd like me to help you buy or sell real estate, that's also something that I do. You can contact me on Instagram, live the Santa Cruz life, or on my website, michellesellsforyou.com. That's with one L. My Facebook page, live the Santa Cruz life as well. Or check out my YouTube channel, live the Santa Cruz life with Michelle Replogle. And my email, michelle at michellesellsforyou.com. I would love to hear from you.